The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I am beyond excited to bring you today's episode. It is with a dear friend of mine, Sammy Spalter, who is the co-founder of Form. Now, you may have seen her on Instagram. If you don't follow her, you really should because she is one of the most inspiring people that I know. She is an absolute ray of sunshine. And what I love about her is the depth that she has to her. So in today's episode, we discuss her journey towards health and fitness which I think is so unique because Sammy actually ended up losing a lot of weight. She looks and feels her best right now. She is toned. She is fit. And she's had quite a complicated or I guess like long relationship to get to where she is today. And she takes us through everything in today's episode. Also, what I love about Sammy is her grit. So we actually discussed this in today's episode, which I think is really, really important. And it it was something that I really wanted to bring up because Sammy lost her mom last year and she's young and was obviously very close to her mom and the strength and resilience that she showed and still kept her commitment to herself while dealing with grief was something that I was personally in awe of. So in today's discussion, we get into that, how you can continue to commit to yourself while you deal with grief and how to deal with grief when it comes to losing a loved one. This is, I believe, the only episode where I've cried, like I cried listening to her talking about this because it was so touching. And my producer felt the same way as did my EA Mackenzie when she was editing this as well. So it is a really beautiful, really touching, really value packed episode, which I think you guys are really going to love. Before we dive into today's episode, You guys, if you have listened to the show in the past or enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate if you took the time to leave me a rating and a review. All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app, scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. And in the rating section, if you feel like I've earned it, please leave me a five star rating. And in the review section, please let me know anything, like any feedback you can give me. Honestly, I so value it. I love to hear what you guys are resonating with your favorite topics, favorite guests, guests you'd like to see on this show. I love hearing from you. It allows me to continue to show up as a better host every single episode and can continue to provide you with value. So with that, let's welcome Sammy Spalter to the Dream Bigger podcast. Okay, so Sammy, if someone finds you on Instagram today, they will see this strong, beautiful, fit, like, inspirational woman who's the co-founder of a fitness business. But what I really want to get into is your backstory, because what really strikes me about you is how hard you've worked to get to 
where you are today and you've worked really hard for your body specifically. And I want to get into that and ask you about when you thought to yourself, like, okay, I really want to make a change. Oh, yes. I mean, I remember the day that I actually committed to myself. And I think what's important to note here is that I tried and I tried and I tried. But I think even just using that word trying, I wasn't doing, I wasn't actually committing so many times over in my life. And truly, like, I can think back to being an overweight 10-year-old. Like, it truly has been a pattern my entire life. And it's something that I think I just identified with and accepted. But I had graduated college in 2017 and went to school in South Carolina where, you know, I ate a lot of fried food. It's just, all Southern. Yes. Yummy and like, food. Yum, comfort, but also like wasn't making me feel good. Totally. And I mean, there's a lot more we can dive into there, but I really just had no foundation of my health. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Los Angeles because I was starting a business with my brother at the time. And there's something about Los Angeles and the culture here where you just are inspired to be your best self. And a lot of what that looks like is inspiration around your movement, what you eat. Truly, like there's just that was something that I had never been around before. Mm -hmm. And... I, in moving to L.A., had my first doctor's appointment. And at this point in my life, I definitely was not getting on a scale. I was not in a place to be tracking my weight. I knew there was a problem. And I think, as I'm sure a lot of people who are listening can agree, when you know something's wrong, the easiest thing to do is avoid it. It's the ostrich syndrome. It's truly, yeah. I did a solo yesterday and I was talking about this. It's not just in this capacity. It's like if your finances are off, you just kind of want to ignore it. And I feel like it's just a human tendency because you're almost afraid of like what you're going to find. And it's just easier to ignore and you know, pretend like it doesn't exist. Absolutely. So I am forced into it existing. When I go to my first doctor's appointment living in Los Angeles and her saying like, yeah, have you weighed yourself recently? You know, you're 5'4". And I'm like, yeah, I know my height, but I don't know my weight. And I got on the scale and I closed my eyes and she says my weight out loud. And at the time it was 200 pounds. And I think even just hearing two my heart fell through the floor because for me, I I knew again that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she says 200, she's telling me that I, you know, I'm at risk for health issues and is referring me to the nutritionist. That's a part of, I mean, it, it was just such a tsunami of yeah. everything I feared at once. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I'm grateful to have had that experience and to have a medical professional really you know, like call me out and motivate me to not just try, but to commit. And in that day, I looked at myself and I wasn't doing it for my family. I wasn't doing it for the mean girl in high school who called me fat. I wasn't doing it for the guy who I wanted to impress by being thinner. I was doing it for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror, getting home from that doctor's appointment calling the nutritionist, getting an appointment for the next day. 
and just truly committing to myself to make it happen, to not accept that I am just meant to be overweight and that this is my reality. I love that you talk about this because I think when someone is wanting to make a change, you almost have to be at this point where you're like, I can't take it anymore, you know? And I had gained, I think, 30 pounds after college. And I remember having a similar experience. It wasn't with a doctor, but I was like, I hate the way I feel. I just feel like I'm not nourishing my body. I'm low energy. Like I feel like absolute trash. And I remember it was like a very similar experience where I took a picture of myself And I saw my weight and I was like, oh my God. Like, and it wasn't this feeling of hopelessness. It was almost this feeling of like resolution that like, I can't continue to feel like this. I know I'm not my best self when I feel like this. So it's time to do whatever I can to change things. Yeah, I could not relate more. And I think what's so interesting is how we're talking about this feeling of like how good it feels to prioritize yourself and prioritize your health and wellness. And I do think at the time, in hindsight, I wasn't really in a mindset of chasing the feeling as much. I just wanted change. Yeah. And I knew that nothing was going to change unless I changed. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that this feeling that I have right now existed. And this is not about how much I weigh now. This is not just a weight loss story. This is so much about this feeling that I get to have every day, and this is 80 pounds later, which again, like that sounds like a lot of weight, but that is nothing on the magnitude of the feeling that I carry within me now. Well, you know, what's funny is, and like we've obviously like talked about this and we've FaceTimed, but I've known you as you've kind of like gone through this whole journey. And I like noticed I noticed your energy almost shifting and you had beautiful energy like Mm -hmm. right from the start. Like I was so attracted to who you were as a person, like beautiful, warm smile, like just you make people feel very welcome when they're in your presence, you know, but I just I saw this change happen in you and it's been really cool for me to witness as a friend like it and it does make a difference you know it makes Mm -hmm. a difference when you feel strong and confident and like you're really doing good for yourself and prioritizing yourself oh my gosh I mean I think we hear all the time when it comes to our relationships like how can you show up as the best partner to your significant other or your roommate or your friend if you're not loving yourself and I think me truly Figuring that out is what's now allowed that light to shine so much brighter. And I think that's kind of a response I've been seeing on social is, wow, it's the same smile all along. And I agree. I've always had this smile and my warmth has always been what I lead with and my heart and my positive intent. But I'm also saying that like that soul and that warmth was trapped in a body that I had a complete disassociation from. Yeah. And that was hard to live with. There is nothing I love more than science-backed product that'll make my life so much better. So I was thrilled to discover Bond Charge, which is 
a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation, and honestly speaking, the list is endless. So my favorite product from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. Infrared sauna blankets have so much research on their benefits. Everything from helping you detoxify after maybe you've had a night out. It helps you sleep better. It also burns a ton of calories when you're sitting in there. It works by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise to burn calories while you relax. So you can actually burn up to 600 calories in just one session. Also, sweating helps flush out heavy metals and other toxins. Toxins and infrared heat and elevating your heart rate whilst relaxing helps release endorphins, which can leave you feeling euphoric after your session. So I love to use this infrared sauna blanket while I'm just like chilling, typically right before bed. I just get into it and I read and it's just a really nice way for me to unplug before going to sleep. I've noticed that my sleep is so much better and there's really no surprise there because even if you have ever used a sauna a couple of hours before going to bed, you'll notice that you're so much more relaxed and your sleep is so much better. And I, I actually have the stats on my aura ring as well to show how much this helps. So it's really, really incredible. Also, what I love about the Bond Charge blanket is how easy it is to set up and how quickly it heats up. So, you know, enjoying a 30 to 40 minute session is very, very easy. So here's the thing. The reason the Bond Charge infrared sauna blanket is my personal favorite is because number one, it heats up super quickly, quicker than anything else I've seen. It's really easy to clean. So you can just wipe it down with a damp cloth. It's also very lightweight and it also has low EMF compared to other brands. It has insanely high temperatures, higher than any other brand that I've seen. Bond Charge ships worldwide in a very quick amount of time, and you can enjoy free shipping on every sauna blanket with no hidden costs. It has easy returns and exchanges. You get a 30-day trial and a 12-month warranty. Of course, they have a great offer for you guys. So you're going to go to bondcharge.com slash dream bigger and use coupon code dream bigger to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash dream bigger and use coupon code dream bigger to save 15%. Enjoy. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. So what changes did you start to make? Because I want to really give people tangible tips and, you know, use you as someone who is an inspiration for so many people and like that motivating factor, because, you know, sometimes when we are at a place where we're like, I don't know what to do and I don't know who to look at. And, you know, you might look at someone who looks so fit today, 
and they've been that way their whole lives. But someone like you, it's like you really worked for it. So what were the tangible things that like really started to work for you? Yes. Okay. I love this question because I think there's so much to unfold here. Of course, I mentioned I hired a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like I'll check my privilege on that every single day. But I am a big fan of hiring experts. Well, I think once you do have the resources and again, like, of course, this is like we're speaking from a place of privilege. It's about where you choose to invest. Yes. Like you can invest in clothes. You can invest in travel. You can invest in your health, you Mm. know, and like it's just about where you choose to put your resources. So funny. I was having a conversation with my team yesterday. Like I am the girl who will treat myself to a $300 massage. Truly. But if a t-shirt costs more than $40, I'm pissed. Like (laughs) I genuinely am like the tank top from Amazon (laughs) all day. But like give me the health and wellness, like true experience. Right. And Yeah, I think from day one, I wanted to hire experts because I had tried it on my own and I had failed. Mm -hmm. And I think in failing, you really, really, really want it to stick. And me hiring that nutritionist also showed me the spectrum of like who you work with and how that changes you. Mm -hmm. So I also just want to share that this has been years of my life. This was not you know, we're in this like wave of Ozempic right now. And I am someone who had spent years and years and years of my life doing it the slow way. And I want to share that good things take time and great things take even more time. And you have to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. So in what I did over those years, the initial nutritionist was actually covered by my insurance because I was obese. Mm -hmm. So I met with him. He put me on keto diet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, la, la, la. Yes. Okay. So the keto diet, I, I'm grateful for the self-discipline that mm-hmm. that gave me, but I was a prisoner to that plan. I villainized so many amazing nourishing foods and truly just putting any label on who you are and how you eat is really challenging, especially oh, totally. going from zero to a hundred. I went from eating anything and everything and having a very emotional relationship with food to being quote unquote keto and living by the book. Like I wouldn't touch a sweet potato. I wouldn't touch a bean, a carrot, a banana. The bananas really got me because a banana is such an amazing but substitute. But why is it banana? Like it's always the banana that's like villainized. Anytime I, I know. Like- <laughs> I love bananas. Let me eat a banana. Let me feel guilt free about eating a banana. You heard me here. Like, <laughs> I love bananas. <laughs> this is going to be turned into some like <laughs> eggplant emoji bananas I'm everywhere. Dead. So I villainized a ton of foods, but I also was just listening to the expert, right? Yeah. And I think I was at such a vulnerable point in my life where I needed someone saying, like, do this, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was rigid about it, I was strict about it. And I learned beautiful self-discipline around it. But I also realized after being keto for two years. Two? Two years. Okay, that's that's a long ass time. Yeah. So in terms of the numbers, keto for two years lost, I think it was my first like 40 to 50 pounds and went back to my same nutritionist Mm -hmm. who had put me on this plan and said, I need help. Like I need to be able to go out to a restaurant. I'm a foodie. Like, yeah, truly, I know this you was, love food. I love food. Genuinely, I have such an emotional relationship with it. And I think that is partly like why I got to this point. Mm-hmm. But I also 
love like the social setting that food creates and there's just it's it's like a religious experience to yeah. me to be completely honest and like it brings people together you know yes. and like it's like what do you do when you hang out with your friends like I like to go out for dinner sometimes you know Absolutely. and it's like it's such a bonding experience if I'm not sitting down for a meal just know I'm eating cold leftovers out of my fridge standing up with like <laughs> a you know throwaway fork just kidding we recycle but genuinely like looked at my nutritionist and said I need help. Uh-huh. I need a new plan that's livable. And he looked at me and said, why? It's working. And I knew in that moment that I had to figure it out for myself and that I had created enough self-control and found the willpower mm-hmm. to understand, okay, yes, it is quote unquote working because mm-hmm. I am losing weight, but I'm not happy. And as you said, my happiness is something that is my first priority. That is me. I love that you say this, though, Sammy, because I feel like people need to, like, rewind and listen to that again, because I do feel like if you are on a journey around health and wellness, I think in order for it to be sustainable and something that you commit to for the rest of your life, it needs to be something that you're enjoying. Like, there's no final destination that you get. And that's like that's where we see people, you know they lose weight and then they gain it again because they've just been restrictive for their whole lives. And then it's like, oh, I'm here. And then like time to go back because they've not built sustainable habits. And Mm -hmm. it's really, I love that you bring this up, that you had the self-awareness to be like, okay, no, I need to change something so that this is something that I can continue to do. Yes. And I I knew it, I needed it and I made it happen. Mm -hmm. So I kind of took matters into my own hands for a bit. And I'll also rewind and say that during that time I was keto, not only did I go zero to 100 with that, but I also joined a CrossFit gym. (laughs) So Sif, I literally went from a girl who didn't even own workout shoes to going to a CrossFit gym in Venice five days a week and not trying to go. I went and I crushed, but I literally was stressed. I wasn't happy about my food. I genuinely went from zero to 100. So Mm -hmm. that also is another (laughs) big component in this. And I think nutrition and movement, obviously, we all know that that adds so much to it. Mm -hmm. But choosing the nutrition and movement that fuel you, that you intuitively crave. And that all came from a connection with your body, with my body that I did not have before. So I just found the closest gym to me when I was living off of Abbott Kinney. And it happened to be CrossFit. So that's another fun tidbit, which respect the CrossFit community. It is such a community. And I think the community aspect got me going. But truly to go from not even going on a daily walk to doing CrossFit was probably not something that I would recommend to my old self. It got me here and I'm grateful for that. So at this point, I have a moment with myself. What do I actually want? What food do I actually crave? I know I'm not allowed to eat bananas anymore, but let's try a banana. Is it actually going to make me bloat? And Mm -hmm. speaking of bloating, I mean, obsessed with you and everything you and Nisha are creating around that. I never even knew what bloat felt like because I was always bloated. Oh, my God. Truly, I would hear girls be like, I'm so bloated. I'd see videos on the Internet. This is pre-TikTok of like, oh, my God, I'm so bloated. Mm -hmm. What is bloating? I was in a permanent state of bloat. I kid you not. Where now I actually know, and thank goodness for Array, oh that my God. I actually know when I'm reacting negatively to something and mm. I am bloating. But I would start introducing all these 
again, nourishing foods that I villainize and seeing how is my body reacting? And I would introduce new forms of movement. I got obsessed with walking. And I think walking for me is more of a meditation than it is, you know, like another important mindset thing is that I no longer move to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I move to get my mind to a healthy place that fuels my lifestyle and gives me what I need in my day to day. But I started doing like lean, nice, really slow, low impact movements like Pilates and yoga and these walks and after going from keto CrossFit Mm -hmm. to starting to eat intuitively and move my body intuitively, I became addicted. And just like how I used to binge food, I started just really creating a lifestyle around this type of day-to-day that I wanted to show up for every Mm -hmm. day. I wanted to show up for it when I didn't feel good so that I knew it would make me feel good. I wanted to show up when I did feel great so I could feel even better. I wanted to create my social life around it. I wanted to just pour everything into it. And I think it's no accident that I ended up meeting Sammy Clark, becoming best friends with her, and then us creating form together. And I think for a long time, I kind of hid behind my story of, you know, people would ask me like, wow, what are you doing? You look so great. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just took so much power in being the business person where now I'm really stepping into this new light. And I'm like, I want to be a relatable person whose story can give you the hope and inspiration that you need to make the change and to commit to yourself because you can do it. Well, this is the thing. Like, you can do both. Like, you can Mm -hmm. be the business person and, like, crush it behind the scenes, but also be that source of inspiration, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not one or the other. And I love that you're stepping into this. And I've been telling you that, like, I'm glad you're leaning into it. And I feel like you need to lean into it even more because... It's it really is so relatable. And I want to zoom in on something that you said, whereby, you know, as you started to make these changes and like, you know, really start to love movement and food for what it did to you, like from a mental standpoint as well, you started to also structure your social life around it. And I actually think that that's a really important topic of conversation because I feel like if you are making a shift in your life and all your friends are going out till 4 a.m., you know, like six nights of the week or whatever, like take whatever night of the week, how are you supposed to make a change if that's kind of what you're surrounded by? So did you see that happen within your own life where you kind of had to like kind of change who you were interacting with. Absolutely. And I think in hindsight, looking at who I used to surround myself with was really a perfect reflection of where I was at. And I am so grateful that I have so many amazing loved ones who have evolved with me, who have supported me through this. But I'd be lying if I didn't share that there was a huge shedding period. Mm -hmm. And it was really lonely. And I felt a lot of judgment. And when we're in our early 20s and you just moved to Los Angeles and, you know, there's a lot of social pressures to not only look a certain way, which I was dealing with, but also to show up in a certain way. And I think something I've always taken so much pride in is my love for people and being a very inclusive person and hosting. And so much of that turned into 
okay, pregame at my place and then we'll hit these bars and these parties. And exactly what you said, I'm out until 4 a.m. And of course, I'm going to eat all the pizza. And, and I love having, you know, some bites of pizza or a slice of pizza now. But I would finish mm-hmm. this huge pizza and like not even know the next day. And I think I was surrounding myself with people who really were interested in that lifestyle. Yeah. And as soon as my happy hours turned from, you know, drinks to let's do a walk after work, certain people didn't continue to show up. Mm -hmm. And I think in life, you cannot force your friendships. I think that there really are friendships that are meant to last forever. But I also love respecting the phases that some people are meant to live in your life. And if you made really intentional friends during a beautiful party phase where you had so much fun, you experimented, you're in your early 20s living in L.A., like as you should, those are beautiful memories to reminisce on. But don't force that friendship into your next phase of life. When you are changing, other things are going to change. And that is so uncomfortable. And again, it is lonely. But the people who choose to stand by your side and the new people you are going to meet to inspire you to continue to move forward, Mm -hmm. it's so much worth it. It's so worth it. I love that you say that. you confused about what it takes to build muscle? Well, honestly speaking, so was I for a long time until I learned about how important it is for me to get in enough protein. And protein, you know, is built up of different amino acids. So the thing is that with protein intake, it's sometimes super hard to get in the amount of protein that you are supposed to consume. So just through food. And so I was introduced to Keon amino acids and my life, honestly speaking, changed. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen me talk about this product probably nonstop. And I had Angelo Keeley, who's the founder of Keon, on the show as well. But essentially, what you need to know about Keon is that it gives you all of the amino acids that are required for you to build muscle and you can consume it either before the gym during the gym or after the gym. And depending on when you consume it, you see different results. It is really, really crazy. And if you want to learn more about it and like actually like get a deep dive into all things amino acids, I highly recommend you go ahead and listen to my episode with Angelo Keeley. It was one of my favorites that I've done in the health and wellness category. So super, super, super good. So I take amino acids Every single day, the Keon ones, obviously. I love the mango flavor. It is so, so good. I take it either before the gym or during the gym. And when I take it while I'm at the gym, I find that I'm actually able to exert more and just have a more efficient workout. It's actually really, really crazy. Also, it allows me to get in the amount of amino acids that I inherently need in order to build muscle, which is so important to me because I don't know about you guys, but I weightlift and I hate the look of like bulky or anything like that. But since I started taking amino acids, I've noticed that it's so much easier for me to build like muscle tone in like a very like toned and tight way, which is the look that I'm going for. Keon is backed by over 20 years of clinical research. It tastes great. It's non-GMO, sugar-free, 100% vegan. I'm telling you guys, this is one of my must-have 
kind of supplements in my routine. And you guys know I am so particular about what I put into my body. This has completely changed the game for me in terms of my performance and how I'm able to build muscle. To save 20% off of your Keon amino acids or really anything within their website, go to getkeon.com slash dream. That's spelled G-E-T-K-I-O-N dot com slash dream to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. So talk to me about if someone is going through the same thing that you went through, how did you end up making new friends? Like, how did you start attracting these people? Like, talk to us about what someone can do. I love that. So I think you really start, I'm such a marketing person, right? So when I think about even the conversations I have and what I look and love to speak about, mm-hmm. that attracts certain types of people. And when someone hears these days that, I don't really drink anymore, right? Like I'm not labeled as sober, but like I am practicing a life with little to no alcohol. That's for a certain crowd. And when I also tell someone that I want to wake up at 7 a.m. and go for a five-mile walk around the lake, that's also for a certain crowd. And you attract who you are in the best way. Mm -hmm. And I think that social media is also such a beautiful gift in this and that I also moved from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas, really at a high point of my journey and a very pivotal moment of my life where I was also dealing with a lot of loss in my personal family. And social media was such an amazing tool for me to share what I'm doing. And if it's me alone on my walk, let me just tell you, there were three girls in my DMs who wanted to join me on that walk. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it was really, really such a warm embrace of I'm not alone. And even though I don't want to, you know, go to your club and join in on your table and be up at 4 a.m., if you do want to walk around Ladybird Lake with me at 7 a.m., I would be so honored. And you really just slowly but surely start to build the crew that you love to hang around. Mm -hmm. But I think in that same vein, I also want to share that there is such beauty in embracing our differences. And even though I am like the morning walk girly, if it's one of my best friend's birthdays and I know she loves a big night out, send it here and there and see how you feel and check in with yourself and do that for yourself. And embrace your friends' differences. Don't feel like just because you're not walking in the exact same lane that you need to be on separate roads. Well, I think what you're saying is about intentionality, right? Like, I think that there is such a thing as, like, being intentional about the choices that you're making and, like, picking and choosing when you want to, like, indulge on a night out or, like, stay out really late. Because those are, like, nourishing for your soul versus, like, just doing it because it's almost the tide that's dragging you, you know? Like, there's a very crucial marked difference where like you decide, okay, I'm doing this because I want to be there for my friend or like I really want to go out and enjoy a glass of wine versus, oh, I'm out like may as well because (laughs) it's out there. You know what I mean? There's such a change. Like there's such a difference in those two things. And that intentionality comes from knowing yourself. If you don't know you, you can't make decisions for you. Agreed. 
And that's a lot of hard, deep work of really figuring out, just like how I didn't know what foods made me bloated because I didn't understand what bloating meant. A lot of people just don't understand yet who they are and what really fuels them on a deep level. Agreed. So talk to me. I know that you said that you had dealt with grief earlier this year. And I want to talk about that because what really struck me, Sammy, was the grace that you dealt with this like really like like significant mm-hmm. like personal loss and how you also kept going with your health and wellness and like I guess the commitment that you'd made to yourself I was like because com- like so many people when they go through loss or a challenging moment it's like they kind of fall apart mm-hmm. and they they're never never able to like pick up the pieces and like continue I mean, I was just in awe. So can you please share for anyone who's going through something difficult, like how do you grieve while keeping commitments to yourself? Thank you for even just opening this up because this is not something I talk about often. It's not really something I get to talk about often because I do think it is just a conversation that can be uncomfortable to bring up. And I'm so grateful to be in such a safe place to speak on this. But for anyone who doesn't know, my mom suddenly died. Like I really had no idea that it was coming and I was not prepared for it. This was December of last year. And I was on my own journey of, you know, committing to myself during this time. And moral of the story my mom wasn't showing up for her own health and my mom was literally like one of the strongest people I knew but she did not show up for her own health and in mourning her life and in losing her to something that I was in the moment committing to so much so for myself really lit that fire even brighter within me. And I'm so grateful that I had known myself well enough at this point during my grieving process that I knew what would bring me joy during the darkest hour of my life that I've ever experienced. And that was a lot, a lot of hard work. Oh my goodness. I mean, I think about just the days after getting the news and being around my family and looking at Andrew, who's now my husband, my mom passed four months before our wedding and look at him being like, I need to go for a walk. Like I cannot put my health to the side right now. I need it more than ever. I need to go for a walk outside. I need a big home cooked meal of foods that I love. And once I got back into my routine, I realized in those grieving moments, which I'm still still dealing with, like truly day in and day out, I realized how much I needed my routine and how my routine was literally saving my life during that time. But I also can totally relate to someone who just doesn't have the energy to get up and go because I had moments like that too and I still have moments like that. But at this point in my life, I understood myself. I had a beautiful intuitive relationship with myself. And I could look at myself in the mirror and say, holy shit, go for the walk. You deserve this walk. You deserve whatever you want because right now, this is about putting yourself first and 
truly grieving is so uncomfortable. It's the most immense pain I have ever felt. And anyone who can relate, I'm sure, agrees. But to find a purpose and a passion for yourself during that time to be the light of your day when everything else is dark is what is going to get you through it. And my goodness, if it's almost like, you know, like my mom's physically not here anymore, but I feel her and I feel how proud she is of me. And she saw so many of like the initial years of my journey, but I'd also be doing her an injustice right now if I didn't mention how my mom was 5'8 and never weighed more than 110 pounds. She was a model. Wow. And my mom made me feel so beautiful all the time, all the time. And my mom really enjoyed a huge filet mignon and a huge baked potato with extra cheddar cheese and ranch on the side, but the real ranch, not the fake shit. Like truly she loved food and she gave me so much of my love for food and she loved my curves and my body. She envied them. She was real thin her entire life. She used to say she was a pirate's dream, a sunken chest. She had no <laughs> boobs. And meanwhile, I got boobs when I was in like second grade and we just had such a beautiful relationship and I know in choosing myself and honoring myself is also honoring her. Mm -hmm. And the last thing my mom would ever want me to do in grieving her life is to let go of what I've worked so hard for. That's really beautiful, Sammy. And I know that she would be so proud. And, you know, I've seen pictures of your mom and I've heard you talk about her. And she seems like it seems like so much of the warmth and kindness that you have come from her. And it's really beautiful that, you know, you had the foundation to have this like incredible personality and this journey that you're on kind of just like amplified it even more. But that foundation comes from having, you know, obviously like a very supportive and good like foundation, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I hear so many stories about people's parents like cornering them being like, you need to lose weight. And I think back to my mom and how she just loved my curves. And she would be like, wear something tight. Like, show your <laughs> curves. So and cute. she was life at the party. I mean, truly watching her walk into a room, it's like God walked in. Like, honestly, like it was the most beautiful thing to witness. And alongside sharing a lot of my health journey, I've also shared a lot of my grieving journey. And a lot of strangers on the internet now tell me that I look so much like my mom. You do, though. It's You have her smile. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Like, it is the highest compliment because when I tell you, I spent my entire life admiring this woman. And yeah, like I do feel her when I look in the mirror and I like have reasons to smile so big. And even once we got her wedding photos back, I actually wore her wedding gown for like one of our events. I redid it. Made it it a little was bit more so, modern. so pretty though. But when you compare the pictures, I am just so proud to now live in my body and to be able to be her living legacy in a way that allows her smile to still be present on this earth. Oh my God. I know. I'm like, <laughs> Kleenex, where are you at? <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh this is why I'm saying like people don't you. go there in conversations. And I do think that 
death is scary and death is awkward and people don't know what to say. But alongside what we're sharing about anyone who's finding the inspiration to commit to themselves and, you know, whatever dream life you want to create and the body you want to live in and feel your best in, I also have so much to say just on grieving and on supporting your people who are grieving. And the best thing that you can do is ask them, like, bring it up. Don't shy away from it because you don't want to make them sad make them sad because those tears are actually little droplets of love that they need to express. And it's like I lost my grandma over the summer. And honestly, like I, I, I was very close to her. She was like, you know, one of the closest people in my life. And I know what you're saying, because even though it's like such an uncomfortable thing to ask someone, I feel like I love to talk about my grandma and I'm sure you feel that way about your mom, right? Because the memories are so beautiful and you want to like tell the world about how special they were, you know? And so I love that you bring that up and I love that you encourage people to have those conversations because I don't know, like if no one asks you, you have no one to share it with, you know, like the beautiful bits. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know your grandma loves that you're even bringing her up right now and I truly think for the same reason why death is so scary is how important it is to continue to speak on our loved ones because that's how their lives continue. That's how their legacy continues. And I'm just so grateful that even like I'm thinking back, I can hear my mom's voice. She had a very specific voice. It was a little raspy when I lose my voice. I actually sound like her, but she would call me and be like, oh, my God. I saw this new cauliflower crust pizza (laughs) and you would love it. Like she knew what made me tick. And even though she would never go near that type of pizza, she supported me in it. She loved it. And gosh, I'm just so grateful that she always made me feel so beautiful and that now like I do feel so beautiful in my own skin and that I do feel like I reflect her and can continue. That's beautiful, Sammy. Thank you. Okay, so I want to move on to yeah. audience questions because we're nearing the end of her time. I feel like I've Aww. talked to you forever, obviously. But people want to know how, like, what are the things that you are doing today in terms of food slash snacks, all of those things that allow you to continue to feel your best and be on this like health and wellness journey? Again, big fan of hiring experts. So I work with a new nutritionist now. Her name's Shira. She actually has a Dear Media podcast as well. Oh my God, I've been on a podcast. I love her. Yes. So even if you're not at a place to commit financially to working with her in her private practice, Mm -hmm. honestly, the tidbits that you can get on her podcast are amazing. And she has really helped me understand. Like I figured out how to do it for myself through my connection with my body and eating intuitively, but she now breaks it down to a science for me and I'm obsessed. I love Love learning like the educational factor of why nutrition matters and what our bodies are actually craving and why and why it's working. Like if I am, you know, seeing a lot of results based on something I changed, why is that happening? Mm -hmm. So currently that's something that I highly recommend. And then I will say kind of controversial, but I added gluten back in And after staying away from it for so long, this last year, I actually added it back in in a very intuitive way. Again, I'm using that word too much. It's like I can think of a better word at this point, but I added it back in and I 
really, really crave it. And mm-hmm. that's why I added it back in and I wasn't bloating from specific types. And I, through working with Shira, have realized that nothing's off the table and how I used to really villainize something like having a slice of bread. Now I'm like, no, I'm craving that. And I'm going to budget my day around that because I want that and I crave it and I deserve it. Love that. Yeah. What is your current workout routine? I love this question. So obviously I'm a co-founder of Form. And what's really great, not like a shameless plug here, but Form is such a fluid part of my every single day. And I'm not showing up for like a 30-minute sweaty session every single day, but I'm showing up every day and I'm not trying to again. I'm committing to it and I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I've really created an environment at home where I can do it every day in a really easy way. Mm -hmm. So I'll do... I like our strength schedule. So we have strength, strength and Pilates and Pilates. Mm-hmm. I'm really into weightlifting right now. So I really love our strength schedule. And I do at least four days of strength with form. And then I'll supplement that with walks. And then I love a social reason to go take a class. So one of my best friends, Lauren in Austin, she's obsessed with berries. So I'll go do berries double floor because God forbid I run. That's one thing. I mean, I actually envy runners. I can't do it. I hate it so much. I, I so agree. And that's what like makes me want to love it. I know. I, right? I I so relate to this because I I wish and I so want to be obsessed with it, but what the fuck? I know. Andrew and I Andrew and I literally look at couples on runs around Austin and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like that's cute. I know. <laughs> Cuz I do think it's freaking cute. Like I'd love to wake up yes. and look at Andrew and be like, "Babe, do you want to go for a run?" But god forbid. I, I but like that also makes me want to do it more. So maybe I just need to you know, rip off the Band-Aid and make it happen. And then I know I mentioned I love my walks. Again, that's more of like a meditation for me. Mm-hmm. That's where I have it stack a lot. That's where I call my family. I listen to podcasts such as yours. I get my day in check. And then I also have an Equinox membership, mm-hmm. which I think is another beautiful social way to just be in a fun environment to get inspiration to move your body. And I know the days where I can't just do a form workout at home and I need really the energy around me. But day in day out form truly gives me everything I need. And then the last thing I'll also add that is more of an investment. Before my wedding, I did start working with a personal trainer in Austin. His name's Brent. On Instagram, it's Bodies by Brent. I actually had Andrew go with me Mm -hmm. and it became like such a fun date moment. And I know that sounds silly, but doing that together with your partner or your best friend and showing up together I was doing it twice a week for a few months, and now I just do it as I feel I want. Mm -hmm. And what Brent taught me is really how to go into a gym and work out, which was so intimidating for me before. So that's been really nice. But again, I hate to use the word again. I'm super intuitive about it. I wake up and I know what I'm feeling. Yeah, love that. Okay, what are your tips for feeling your best on your wedding day? Oh, my gosh. Live in the moment. Have someone else plan and operate. I'm so type A. I trusted my planner with my life that day, and that is what made me have the best day of my life. I was so present, and I think I did so much work in being able to understand what routine I needed for that day and all the days before. Mm -hmm. 
I worked out every morning. Um, Sammy Clark, my co-founder, is one of my best friends as well. She's one of my bridesmaids. She was in the hotel gym with me every day with half of my other bridesmaids. We were committing to ourselves on all of those days. I was eating food that nourished me. But I think that there is such a beautiful mindset around having your wedding day and the motivation that you have. Like, I always see memes like no one is more inspired to get it done than a bride. And I agree. I totally agree. And truly, I felt amazing. And then I get my wedding pictures back and I'm like, holy shit, my biceps. (laughs) I was like, I mean, I texted you. I was like, what the fuck? Thank you. Like, you looked insane. Insane. Thank you. Like, sculpted, like, chiseled. I was strong. I felt so strong. Like, I remember... There's one specific picture of Andrew and I walking into our reception tent and we had everyone like whipping their napkins and I am like doing the whipping motion and I'm like, oh, I can see all of that hard work. And again, I was not coming to a place with my fitness where I was working out for truly just the results. Mm -hmm. I wanted that feeling that we've talked about this entire episode. But seeing the results also... It's motivating. It's really motivating. Of course. And it's really rewarding. No, you can't minimize that, right? Yeah. Like, as I see, like, my triceps develop, I'm like, oh, yes. my God, I have a tricep under there. And that's like, your tricep, yeah. right? Like, that's such a beautiful realization that, like, you created that. You're working on that. And I think beyond the physical stuff, all of my bridesmaids can attest, I had everyone do a five-minute meditation before I walked oh. down the aisle. And Andrew and I had already did our first look, so he was in there too. And I can send you the link, but it's a five-minute gratitude meditation that I have on Spotify. And I think with meditation, there's a lot of beauty in the repetition of it. And I listen to it really often in like my wedding planning season. And I didn't plan to actually play it for everyone minutes before. Literally the last thing I did before walking down the aisle. But in hindsight, I'm so grateful I did. It's a beautiful grounding practice. I love that. Oh, my gosh. It really got me so grounded. And there's another picture of me, like, kind of taking my last breath in the meditation. And I can feel what I knew I felt in that moment, that every cell of me was saying yes to my soulmate and yes to this person that I was meeting down the aisle and so excited for this big day and all the celebrations included, but also that I was saying yes to myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I get a lot of questions about, like, how did you do all this for your wedding? I just want to let everyone know, like, I'm even more committed now than I was then. And my journey is not stopping. And the wedding was like a great milestone moment for me and my journey. But I am so committed to seeing this through for my life. I love that. Okay, last question. You, I feel like you, I mean, you'd been on this journey for a long time, but then like right in time for your wedding or like slightly before that, actually, people saw like the biggest change, like visibly. What were like, two or three of the factors that you felt were like the biggest keys to that unlock? Yes. So weightlifting. Okay. Don't be afraid of lifting weights. As someone who has been larger than the average human being my entire life, I was scared because we all think we're going to bulk when we lift weights. I truly changed the definition of my body. I changed the structure of my body. And... I'm so grateful that I leaned in there because, again, like that allowed for massive, massive change. I also think getting yourself off of any plan that feels restrictive because 
when you are restricting yourself on a plan, you're going to act out. And that's what creates this yo-yo diet culture. Mm -hmm. I really set myself up for success in that I put guardrails around not only what I knew was going to make me feel good, but I wasn't limiting myself. I didn't feel like a prisoner to the plan. I could go out for meals all the time. And I'm not saying, okay, for the last three months before my wedding day, I'm, you know, only eating at home. But truly, I found what nutrition plan works for me and is still working for me to this day. And that in conjunction with lifting and loving to lift and like getting competitive with myself around lifting too, was just such, such a beautiful combination that allowed for such results. Love, love. Okay. This is all the time we have for today. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, I'm so grateful for this time. And truly, I feel like we could talk forever. Truly. We need to do um, a part two, three, four, five, six. Yes. <laughs> and we need to have you on Transform, yes. our new podcast as well. But everyone can find me at Sammy Spalter on Instagram. Honestly, my TikTok's just a bunch of my dog videos. I'm obsessed with my golden doodle bagel. But if you're into that, you can find me on TikTok too. And then my company's at Form. And the podcast? At Transform. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. Thank you, Sif. This truly felt like therapy and I'm so grateful. I love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.